0: Welcome to another episode of Rejoicing Daily with your host, Rebecca Brandt. She has a heart to help all families find the joy and beauty of our daily lives, not living in negativity, but truly counting our blessings. The show is based on that beautiful verse in Psalm 118 verse 24 that says, This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Join Rebecca and her special guests as they share insights for Rejoicing Daily. Hi, everyone, and
1: welcome to another edition of Rejoicing Daily here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am I am thrilled today because I have a really good friend on the line. I have Lauren from Serving from Home. I met Lauren a couple of years ago, and through conversations on the phone and in real life. Some tears that we've shed together as as moms growing together. Um she's just become so incredibly dear to me. So Lauren, thank you for taking time out of your crazy schedule um to spend some time here encouraging other moms.
2: Absolutely. I'm thrilled thrilled that you asked me to and uh very blessed by you as well, for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, well You've grown me a lot, and that is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you as one of the first guests on on Rejoicing Daily. Um, and I don't know if I've shared this with you, but in the past, one thing that I've noticed about Lauren is she has truly kept a really good focus on her family, which since I met her, she had a baby girl. And so now, Lauren, how many children do you have?
2: I have four. Um, I have two boys and two girls in that order, and so they are... Almost nine, seven, and then the girls are almost five and 15 months.
1: And you're homeschooling all of them?
2: Uh, Well, yeah, three out of four. (laughs) The other one gets in there and makes a mess.
1: I'm sure she's learning or she's teaching one or the other, maybe a lot of patience, right?
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. She's actually pretty good.
1: Well, I remember when I started homeschooling, um, I started with, Oh, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, and at the time, I want to say a two and a half, three-year-old. So I didn't have a newborn, and that was another reason why I wanted to have you on the show. Is you have homeschooled through having a newborn,
0: <laughs> yes. and you
1: wrote about it, and you wrote about the challenges. But then you wrote a, some really great pieces on on the beauty of it as well. Mm-hmm. And. So, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just sharing with some of the moms who are on this show um who either have a newborn or are gonna have a newborn just some of the things that that you learned through that um and and how you found ways um to put laughter in the day even when it was completely going off track
2: yeah, absolutely um. Well, when we first started homeschooling, I, our first three were about two years apart. So um, when the oldest was four, the third was born. So I wasn't really into homeschooling um, with a baby until um, our fourth was born. Is about a four-year gap. So I now had two and a half homeschooled kids and a newborn, and that was a whole lot different than um, three under four. So... We actually, she was born in December of 2012, so we took the whole month of December off to kind of get our feet underneath, and uh, we had actually done that the previous year just to prepare ourselves for Advent and getting our focus right uh, to celebrate Jesus' birth, and I really liked it, and I thought, well, perfect timing. We've got a new baby coming to give us a bit of time to adjust to the new schedule, um, take the pressure off just as long as my oldest two are are fairly independent, but not 100%. They still need me for a lot of things with their schoolwork and such. So that was really helpful to do that and to take a break that way. And honestly, the first couple of months were probably pretty easy. She was a really easy baby. She wasn't overly cranky unless um, there was a growth spurt going on or teething later on. Um, But after we hit about the six-month mark and before we were done school for the summer because we – we take most of the summer off. Um, it started to get really hard because now she was up more and she was um, more needy. So I was just pulling my hair out because our routine and our schedule that I worked for so long was now falling apart. And I got some advice and some wisdom from some moms in our co-op group, which it is essential, I think, that um, you surround yourself. If you can't, in person with people, reach out to other people um like you that you have been a great tremendous encouragement to me as far as parenting goes um and homeschooling and the balance and just reaching out to them and asking them help like what do i do and they were like it's okay at one one year i took a whole year off so that we had five really little kids and we just took one year off and they're further ahead now than they than then we didn't lose any traction or any ground or anything so it's okay to take a step back, to reevaluate, shuffle things around, drop some subjects. I was trying to do history and science every day, and I think that was far too much. So we started alternating it, and then we would just start alternating one one week and one the next week and not killing yourself or not um, making yourself feel guilty if you didn't get them all in because it's a season, and then the kids get older, and they they're able to do more, Um, But it's really easy to get caught up in trying to keep up with the older kids and forget about spending time with the baby, too, because, yes, she's a baby, but she needs nurturing and bringing up as well. So that was probably the biggest, hardest obstacle was that. And now, again, we're having to change things again because she's in two naps instead of three, and so it will always be having to be flexible, and that's the biggest thing, just evaluating what's what are our priorities in getting done in the day? And how can we accomplish it without everyone ending up in a big puddle of a mess by the end? Right. So that was big, getting a lot of help from, from people who had been there before and gone through it and getting the okay to drop some things and leave them behind for a while.
1: Yeah, and, you know, even if you don't homeschool, having a new baby as a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, and because and, there may be some on the call listening right now, that takes an adjustment, too. I remember when our little guy um, was still napping, in the mornings when it would time be time to go to school or pick up from school was usually his nap time. And mm-hmm. so I had to work towards a way of either moving his nap time or finding a way to work around it. Right. So that, that made it difficult. And then when I was working before, I did come home, making sure I wasn't going to pick them up when I knew they would be napping, even though I wanted to be with them. So, yeah, and then, you know, as as far as any encouragement I've given you, honestly it has come from women where I have just, like, beat down their doors saying, what do I do? What do I do? And um, in my case – We need to go after that. Yeah, and you have to. And I think, think unfortunately, in our society, and, and maybe feel free to disagree with me on this, I think for so long women have heard, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this on your own, you deserve to have everything, that we've right. kind of shut down this thought where we have something to offer other people or we should be asking other people to help us.
0: Kind of Absolutely. gotten away
1: from that, Titus 2 to 1 when we entered the workplace. And I think all moms, whether they're working or at home, wow, you know, we really need one another because we're not home with our moms or our aunts anymore.
2: Yeah. No, it's true, and there's that whole that whole mentality of the strong woman, and, and it took me a really long time to get to the point of being, it's okay to ask for help if I'm struggling with something from anybody, and especially from people who have been through it because they they understand. And even from those who aren't there, but as setting an example of human, it's, it's humbling, like, I need help, please, just, can you give me some assistance here? Even if it's just, you know, pray over me for... It's okay to ask for prayer and to be humble and to be uh, real about what's going on.
1: It's okay to be real. It's not okay Mm -hmm. to wallow in it. Um, No. I I, I do agree with that. And then as far as asking other people for help, I mean, when some people come to me and they ask me for help, I'm like, um, yeah, I should be the one asking you for help. (laughs) But then when they do that, especially people that I've known for a long time that I just really value, who they are in Christ, mm-hmm. it's humbling to me, and then it also shows me that yeah, I should be asking other people, and and so yeah, it's that's that's a beautiful way. I love the way you stated that. Mm. Um, so Lauren also though is my friend from the far north. So she's got mm-hmm. four children. One's a baby who I'm just completely in love with her cuteness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, she's also from Canada. And yeah. one conversation Lauren and I really haven't had is what is it like to homeschool in Canada?
0: Hmm. What is
1: that like and what um what kind of regulations, what kind of paperwork, what do you have to do in Canada to homeschool?
2: We're actually um pretty blessed. We're in Ontario, which is um one of the more um I wouldn't necessarily say pro homeschooling, but it's certainly not um against um, there's a couple of provinces across that actually you can have government funding uh, tax returns if um if but then you have to go with the government approved curriculum so that is uh, a kettle of of worms or however you want to phrase it that you probably really have to pray over whether if uh if finances is um, is an issue then that could be a good option. but then also what exactly are you going to be required to teach your children? So in Ontario we have pretty much nil restrictions or regulations for homeschooling. I actually grew up homeschooled and um from the very beginning my sisters went into school for one year and when my mom pulled them out then we started excuse me having some interactions with the school board and they asked her to submit um just the outline uh, the of their year and what they had accomplished at the end. She didn't have to. But she decided, you know what, I want to foster a good relationship with our school board, and so she agreed to do that. Now it's not even hardly ever discussed or brought up. There are um, different boards in different areas that are more pro-encouraging um, it and others that are more skeptical of it. So, But well, we really are blessed to not have uh, very much um, up that we're up against um, as far as having to prove our school work, I you know there's some states where the parents have to take a test or the kids have to take a test in order to um, have approval for homeschooling, so, and it's um, it's really good as well because there are a lot of co-op groups that are around and homeschool groups and so we can meet with other homeschool families and do classes or um, outings and such, so it's really uh, it's really a very good situation to be in. I don't know how long it will be like that because things are always changing, Um but we're very grateful for that right now.
1: Pretty fastly, right now, don't they? Yes, yeah. overnight. Of for sure. So you are a second-generation head schooler. Yes, yeah. Okay, do you teach your family the way your mom taught? Have you gained insight there that you think helps you or are the dynamics just completely different, just like every family is different and every child is different?
2: Somewhat, Um Definitely appreciate the sacrifices that my mom made because she worked part-time as a nurse as well as homeschooled four. So um, I, what I love is that how independent we became very quickly. Now, girls are obviously a little more prone to that than boys, but my eight-year-old, is all, almost nine, is, almost, is also very good at, at that. So we became independent to the point where she could write us a schedule and we'd go through it and be done and she'd check and we were done by lunch. So that that's not quite how we do it. I remember her reading um history out loud to us. Um we do history and science together combined. She the only op- options that they had were boxed curriculum from uh Christian school um I can't remember what Calvert Christian School and then Bob Jones came along after that. So it was very much buy the boxed curriculum and do everything. So I I love all the options that there are now, although it can be overwhelming. So it's somewhat similar, somewhat different. Um, being homeschooled and actually homeschooling are two totally different birds. Um, I thought I would have a little more uh, of an easier time doing it mm-hmm. because I had been homeschooled, but it is so different, and I, I appreciate so much having been homeschooled, but it certainly is a challenge but very rewarding, and it makes me appreciate even more the sacrifice that my mom made for us doing that.
1: Those are some really good points, and things I wouldn't have thought about mm. um, now- for, for your home, talking about sacrifices, mm-hmm. I know your family is a one income family like my own, mm-hmm. and your husband is is working and and you know maintaining the home and and blessing it financially. How are you two working together to keep the joy in your marriage?
0: Mhm.
2: That's a good question. Um, I would say something that we have over the last few years started doing more regularly is praying together. Before he leaves in the morning, um, he's usually out the door just after 7, we pray together for each other. And communication is huge because it's very easy to internalize um, things, especially being apart for the day, and it can... Um, come to the point, too, where I'm projecting on him things that have bothered me all day long and thinking he's thinking these same things about me and that's that's wrong. So communicating without accusing <laughs> is a big thing. Um, and then also just making time for dates. And I know everyone's in a different stage of life and for some people we, we have – family that is nearby that are able to babysit and are willing to do so. So we are very blessed in that way. I know for a lot of people that's not an option. Um, Finances, um, we don't always go out and do something fancy. Sometimes it can be something simple. And I've I've written about that too. Just go to the bookstore, browse the books, get a coffee, sit around and talk, um, or just read together, have a movie night at home. But making that time, because it's so easy through the weeks. um, The kids go to bed later as they get older to just let that time slip away and, oh, suddenly it's time for bed and we didn't really spend much time talking together. So um, I remember reading in um, one of Rachel Carmen's books about uh, enriching your marriage. And enrich means um, to add greater value to and to make finer in quality. And so we should be seeking ways to do that. And that's really um, where it brings out the joy um, in both spending that time together. Um, But then also having God first as a priority. There's um, the movement of I am second, which is supposed to be like God first and I am second. But as a wife and as a husband, it should really be I am third because it should be God, then my spouse, then me. Um, And just having those priorities in line is huge. um, Because if you're not spending time in the Word and you're not praying on your own either, then uh, that relationship with God is disconnected and your relationship with others, especially your husband, will also be.
0: Hmm.
1: Those are good points. I think the book that you're talking about, is that um, How to Have a Heart for Your Kids, and that's the E? Yes, and the heart yes heart that's heart. the
2: E in heart, yes.
1: I love that. I love
2: that, heart love that.
1: Um, she, She's just really um, been fundamental in my life over the past few years, reading her writing and hearing her speak and really Mm -hmm. helping me to see the beauty in being a mom. You know, not just just being a mom and raising children, not just being a wife, but really grabbing hold and finding the joy in that. And that's been fun talking with you about some of the um, books that we've read together and some of the speakers that we've heard. Um, And so it's really neat walking this journey with people all around the world that I didn't know existed four years ago.
2: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: So, um, yes, the date night with your husband,
0: mm-hmm. I'll
1: just kind of chime in on this. We don't get to go out a lot simply because the area we live in, it takes 45 minutes just to go 10 miles. And so by the time we would have dropped our children off with someone, you know, the night's already over. Um, right. But what we've started doing is, is, you know, our oldest is 12, and wow, you know, they can stay up the whole night now. <laughs> and, but usually at least one night a week we say, okay, guys, everybody's going to bed tonight early. Yes. And mom and dad are having a date night. And, you know, he's he's old enough now. He just kind of gets embarrassed and walks out of the room, and he's like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest yeah. of them, you know, they still kind of jingle about it. But Yeah. Um,
2: oh, that's good.
1: So that's how you're keeping the joy in your marriage. And I've seen some of these things online on how you're helping your children grow in their joy and staying out of the negativity that's just really driving the outside world. Can you share some of that with the listeners today?
2: Sure, yeah, that's um, oh, that's a big one, because it really starts with me as a mom, or uh, well, as a person, um, as a daughter of the king, having that. Because one of the best ways that our children learn is from us modeling it. And um, I had a really hard time with, um, with joy up until, and I mean, I still struggle with it, but up until a couple of years ago, um, when I read, of course, Anne Voskamp's book, and uh, it just really convicted me about the the amount of grumbling that I was doing, whether it was internal or external or it, it coming out in my attitude, and so God started to really um, work on me on that, and just being able to look at things and and seeing, okay, if this was the worst thing that happened in my day, would it still be a good day? And I've been able to sort of laughingly share that with my husband about something pretty semi-disastrous that happened recently. And he kind of jokingly said, no, it would not be a good day. But uh, he got, you know, it was nice to be able to joke about it and just um, try to find, look for the good. And so with the kids, we started doing um, a thankfulness journal and we haven't been overly consistent about doing it every day and sometimes they'll bring it out on their own too just drawing a picture or if the ones that can write writing something that they're thankful for and also having opportunities where things have gone very wrong with our plans that uh, we look for the good or um, just explain you know guys we have an, uh, a decision to make here whether we're going to continue to have a, a sad attitude about it, or are we going to allow God to grow us in our response to, um, to what's just happened here?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So modeling it, practicing it, um, looking for it. I love science. I love creation, and I love being able to point out things in God's creation that are just so beautiful, and they, they're they huge about animals. They love everything about animals and just all the different uh, creation confirmations as Apologia Science likes to say about God's creation and his creatures and and, um, just understanding that more and being able to say, wow, isn't our God awesome? And um, That's one of the biggest benefits of of homeschooling is getting to experience that um, and not having that happening somewhere else with my kids. Um, So that's yeah, it's definitely modeling it, practicing it. Um, and then just um taking every opportunity as it as it comes. Um and spending time talking with them too. Um not just um as the day goes on as a group, but individuals too and really getting to know their hearts and and expressing um words of uh, wisdom to them and so uh, it's a learning experience every day. <laughs> For sure, And usually when I'm teaching them a lesson I'm learning at the same time, if we're doing a Bible study on it, then I'd say I'm mostly speaking to myself here as well. So just being willing to uh, change along with them as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this this past year I was trying to make a point whenever I would see a heart issue to have a Bible verse ready. And mm-hmm. the one that always came to mind the most was, Do all things without arguing or complaining? Yes. <laughs> I could just whip that one right out. And um, yeah. two things
0: happened. We have a song. That,
1: one, I was in the car driving one day. <laughs> I said something and my son goes, do all things without arguing or complaining. Oh, like, oh, boy.
2: That's when it well, comes back around.
1: I, I, I had just complained about the traffic or something someone had done. and um, but That's
2: when you know that they're getting it, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, when they're throwing it right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> And so the next time I've been doing a, a devotional, the Spurgeon Morning and Evening, and you read through the Bible in the year. And when I was thinking about starting this podcast, and you know what to name it, and what do I really want to do with it? What do I want to accomplish? How do I want to help people? I was like, you know what? I really struggle with joy. You know, it's just something mm-hmm. I've always struggled with—is rejoicing through hard times. And do I really, do I really know what that means? <laughs> And so, as I've been reading through the Old Testament, you know, God brings the Israelites out of Egypt. And man, they just complain all through oh, the desert. Goodness. You know, yes, they just want to yes. go back to where they were. And when they were there, they didn't want to be there. They wanted to be out. And, Don't you so just Wednesday, want to shake them? Thinking. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but then well, again, I was shaking What's wrong with you? With you? <laughs> And, you know, so not too long ago I was sitting on the couch in the morning and I just was really feeling defeated. And I was like, you know, I shouldn't be hosting this podcast because I'm not sitting here rejoicing because
0: the situation
1: that um, was going on that day was just not a good situation. I wasn't real happy and I wasn't rejoicing. And I was sitting there and I was reading through the Old Testament. And, you know, once again the Israelites were complaining and I was like, don't you see what I've done? And it was like I could hear him saying, don't Mm. you see what I've done to me? And I was like, wow, Wow. I started thinking about my marriage and how he's redeemed that. And Mm -hmm. I started thinking about our son and how doctors said he wouldn't be born. And just all these things that when I was going through them saying, if this happens, I'm going to be happy forever. What I missed was the joy and the miracle that God was performing right then to help build my faith. Because it's all for his plan and his glory, and it's not about me and my happiness, but he wants me to find joy in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, See, I struggle so yeah, more then, with the
2: small things, the small trials that come along. I, 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 God has grown me to, uh, I can respond okay to the bigger things, but it's the small daily things or the the out-of-the-blue sort of little things that happen that I struggle with the most and I have to really work on choosing to be joyful and choosing to um, be grateful in those little things and, and having a good response to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we've we got a pretty big thing going on right now in our family, though. Um, and it's, it's beautiful and we're homeschooling because it's giving us flexibility to address this. And really walk mm-hmm. our children through it. Um, my husband's mother has now been told that she has months. Mm. And so, you know, a few weeks ago we drove up to see her. And our expectation was she would have years with the treatment that she was going through. And now come to find out, you know, who knows what God's going to do? We know what the doctors have said. And so just sitting here, and, you know, a few years ago my mom passed away. And all of our kids were still really young then, so they didn't really, they didn't really get it yet. And right. so now every day, you know, they're asking new questions. Well, what does this mean? And could this happen? And, um, you know, if I write Grandma a letter, what do I say? Right. And I was like, Well, what do you think Grandma wants to read? You know, Grandma loves you, and Grandma's always going to love you. And so, really walking that path with them and helping them find the joy in it, so that. They aren't downcast in this. And to mm-hmm. know that it's another reason to look forward to eternity because we will all be reunited. Granted, it will be different. Right. But it's just a—it's another beautiful thing about homeschooling and really finding the joy in all things, especially when it is those day-to-day things that really kind of, you know, for the 45th time in an hour, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. the same
1: thing has happened. Um, yeah, those can be the hard ones. Well, I'm yeah. not going to keep you much longer because I know your little girl is waking up. Um, but I would love for you to share one thing—just that one thing—that um, a mom who's struggling after the birth of a baby or is getting ready to have her baby. What's that one thing that, if you could sit with her and tell her, because you only had two seconds, what would you tell her to get to, to find her focus and joy again on Christ? Ah, oh,
2: that's a good question. Um I would say um that there's a lot of opinions and a lot of best best practices or recommendations and um a lot of different people have done things different ways for different reasons. Um but the 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 best thing that you could absolutely do is to surround yourself with people who love you and care about you. Um, Just as um, Titus two is talking about um, the older teaching the younger and the older doesn't necessarily have to be by age, but someone who is um, more experienced in homeschooling or in parenting or in their marriage, any one of those and just be humble enough to ask for the help Um, and don't isolate yourself because when things start to get difficult and life changes we can tend to think like we're the only one that's going through it and often when we speak out about it we realize that we're not and and there's other people that are also struggling with this and it's a way that we can encourage each other Um, in Hebrews it says um, do not neglect to meet together Um, but to meet together, to encourage one another, and to grow together. And that, I think, is huge because um, that's where we can be pointing each other to the to the truth, to the word, be praying for each other. Um, when we're getting our heads all up and thinking, you know, we're doing all things wrong and just having an outside opinion of someone who really loves us and cares for us and can um, just offer their wisdom and experience on that. So... Um, being online and doing research can be a blessing and a curse (laughs) because there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of ways of doing things out there but um, just surrounding yourself with others and praying about it because I think we can often go to people before we go to God and um, just pray about everything your your schedule he knows how things are going to go before they happen Um, and I've, I've said this A lot of times, and I have to keep saying it to myself, but God made me the best mom for my kids, but I need to tap in to his wisdom and um, his guidance and instruction for me on how that plays out on each day. And if I don't do that, then I'm just going to be a ball of nerves and not be able to make it um, very far without a crash. So that's kind of it seems like it's a no-brainer but some of those things that we know we should do we don't do um for whatever reason in the end so that that would be what i would say you are enough you are the best mom but you got to tap into god's wisdom and surround yourself with others who can help you and encourage you along the way
0: so very true
1: lauren thank you for your time today Um, Before we started recording, we started with a prayer then, and I'm going to end the call with a prayer. And if you want to find Lauren, and, well, I'm not going to say if, you do want to find Lauren. You can find her (laughs) on servingfromhome.com. She just, she shares her life there. She shares the insight that she's gaining as she's growing as a mother, uh, as a wife, and as a daughter, and as a friend. Um, Mm. She's just, uh, she's been a real encourager to me, and I know she will be to you as well. So, Lauren, let's let's go together in prayer.
2: Sure, thanks.
1: Your Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to have a sister in Christ who's thousands of miles away, and yet we know one another. And mm-hmm. it's only through your glory and your plan that you've brought us together. and And we walk this journey together. We pick up the phone and we call one another. We might text one another. We might send a message. Whatever it is, we know that we have a person on the other end who is praying for us in that moment, who's not Mm -hmm. going to just tell us what we want to hear, but they're going to tell us what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just so thankful for the way that you have opened up the world to your word so that you can Mm -hmm. shine the light through the relationships of women across the world to show the beauty of your love in your son to help us all grow together. May we do this and shine your light, reflect your light only as we move forward in rejoicing daily and raising our children and being wives. Mm -hmm. And to anyone who might be listening, dear Lord, who needs prayer, know that each day I lift up anyone and everyone who listens to this call and just pray that something touches them that brings brings them closer to you for your Mm -hmm. glory. It's in your son's most precious name that I pray. Amen. Thanks, Lauren. Have a great you, day. you, Rebecca. You and too. And I'm um, going to play some fun music for everyone
0: now. All right. We hope you enjoyed today's show and we'll come back for future shows of Rejoicing Daily. You can find the podcast through the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at UltimateRadioShow.com and listen at your convenience. Until next time, make sure you are Rejoicing Daily.